The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host, Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks so much for making part of your day and part of your due diligence here as we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays out there in the market today. Now, to that end, we are speaking with, for the very first time, Side Channel Incorporated. They're currently traded on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol SDCH. I want you to learn more about this company. Do so by visiting us here at theinvestorbrandnetwork.com. Click on the Clients tab, and they're in alphabetical order. You will see Side Channel. They've got a great website themselves. You can visit them at sidechannel.com. Today, we are lucky enough to be joined by the Chief Executive Officer of Side Channel, and that's Brian Hoagley. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great, Stuart. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us here today. So I've read the profile. I've got a great understanding on what your company does. It is a unique niche these days, something that's probably been created only in the last decade. But instead of me telling everybody what the company does, if you would, tell us a little bit about the business model and the markets that you operate in. Definitely. Thank you. So really, when we look at what we are here to do and work with the community and the markets, Our job is to make cybersecurity simple and accessible. We are a cybersecurity firm with products and services, and we bring a wealth of experience from our collective backgrounds. I myself have been a cybersecurity expert in the industry for well over 20 years within the Department of Defense and and within corporate America, along with my entire executive team. And, you know, we've seen a, a real need, an obvious need. There's not a news day that goes by, I don't think, that you hear see something with with regards to this but it's not about the fear and the uncertainty that you know those news cycles creates it's a it's a real issue to be addressed either through regulation investor concerns uh customer concerns um there's there's a lot of reasons cybersecurity needs to be addressed at an operational level really at the top of a company versus what it's kind of traditionally been viewed as as an IT issue mm-hmm. and you know our focus is to bring real cybersecurity expertise, solid products and services, tech-enabled services into the types of companies that usually can't actually afford right full-time resources, the right types of resources. So we're predominantly focusing on the middle market and startups, and it's been an underserved market. Most people are chasing enterprises. And I, I like to joke that you know there's only 2,000 companies in the Fortune 2000. Who's, who's helping the rest of them, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, so it's it's... It's a great mission. We're all very mission oriented. A number of us are, are former military, but it's a, it's a, again, it's an underserved market that that is 
looking for the right solutions. They are buying correctly with the right advice. And that's what we're positioned to do. And, and we're really excited about really focusing on an area that, again, like I said, is underserved and companies who genuinely want to do the right thing about securing their brand, their customers and their revenue. Well, and they should be. And when you say they're underserved, you know, that means two things. One, you don't have as much competition, but two, for those hackers, that means they're ripe for the opportunity of these breaches. And so when they're being underserved, uh, it's, 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 it's twofold there. There's multi-layered. And I think that's an interesting point to take on because these breaches can be um, not just an eye-opener, but uh, a budget buster for some of these companies as well. And then, you know, it's too late. By then, it's too late to say, okay, I wish I would have had something in place like one of these uh, VCSOs, which stands for Virtual Chief Information Security Officer. And that's what your company can provide them. Now, you touched on a little bit about that management team and some of the military background. Let's start with you as our guest. Let's learn a little bit more about you and the team you've surrounded yourself with oh, sure so i've got my start actually as a as a kid kind of my amateur days before i went pro if you will <laughs> and um you know shortly after high school working inside the industry and then working inside the department of defense i i was in the dc area working on a number of different agencies i was at the pentagon leading a, a major program for them i was in the intelligence community for a while Th that was all good and i loved it and i learned quite a bit you know a decade in dc will teach you probably a lifetime's worth of education anywhere else, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then it was time to really move into, you know, the private sector. So I, I took a role as the chief information security officer for a fortune 500 brought me up to the Boston area. And, you know, that view outside of DOD, cause it's a different mission. It's, it's a different objective that view for corporate America about how they operate and their reliance on mid-market companies, innovative startups, smaller organizations really was huge. I, I knew about it and, and we used smaller orgs when we were within uh, the DoD, but, but I really saw it when I was, you know, stepped into corporate America and that was eye opening because the same salespeople trying to sell to me weren't really helping the vendors that I relied on. And my security posture for a fortune 500 relied heavily on the security posture of the smaller companies that were providing me services that I was sharing data with to do analytics. And when I can't talk to someone like me, at a vendor that I'm paying a lot of money to, or my company's paying a lot of money to, and has access to my data, I start getting worried. And that's that was the business opportunity I saw. Um, it was back in 2016, 2017, and eventually led to the launch of Side Channel in 2019. And what I've been able to surround myself with in our executive team is a number of other people who saw the exact same thing, like the business model I put together, and wanted to join me on this journey to building a program dedicated towards this mid-market and, and this underserved space. Really, the only person on our uh, on our executive team is our CFO, uh, who, who doesn't have a background in cybersecurity, but that's okay because that's not his job. So um, he's coming along for the ride, and, and he's actually coming up to he's come up to speed quite quite quickly on what we're trying to do. But you know, everyone has their role. Everyone's really executing very very well on on what we're doing with sales and client delivery, client retention, um, our marketing. Um, I'm just really happy with where we started really in 20, you know, 17, 2018. And then when we took the company full time in 2019, um, all the way through the merger, which brought the company public in uh, July of 2022 until now, it's been an amazing journey and everyone's very excited to be on board. 
Well, I'm excited to be speaking with you today and going back to those investment considerations that are available in the profile for Investor Brand Network or excuse me, for side channel on Investor Brand Network. A couple of things jump out at me and that we can touch on under this next segment. First off, as I mentioned, how eye-opening and what a budget buster this can be according to IBM, the average cost to organizations of a cybersecurity breach is about $4.2 million. And the top bullet point under investment considerations is side channel recently released Enclave, its first software product. So let's talk about 2022. Let's look at the milestones as you see them as the CEO for the company. Let's look back and even go further if you like, but let's look at 2022 and what the company was able to achieve. Right. So we've we've focused in and, and always have focused in on the fact that cybersecurity is not trivial. And we see an expanding attack surface. You know, enemies are are popping up. Some are thankfully getting taken down, but I don't think at the speed at which more threats are, are being created. And and you know, we we a lot of times we focus on you know the hacker and and the the groups that are conducting ransomware. But honestly, the one of the larger um, reasons people are building programs is because of increasing oversight and regulation. You have the SEC coming out. There's 9,000 public companies that are about to feel a new cybersecurity requirement come down the pipe and hit them. Um, you've got the FTC, GLBA, the Graham Leach Bliley Act. You've got New York State Department of Financial Services has their regulations. There's an ever increasing set of regulations that are making cybersecurity really front and center within the boardroom and, and executive teams at companies to have to start addressing, you know, the last thing, you know, the last thing you want is obviously a hacker breaking into your system. But honestly, the second to the last thing you want is an auditor walking in and telling you that you don't meet the regulations that you legally need to meet. Right. And that's not, that's never a good day. So, you know, there's a lot of different catalysts and and what we've been building over time and, and the, really the success of 2022 um, hinges on those. The, you mentioned the competition earlier as the second fold as to, you know, why is this an underserved market? You've got the big four, uh, you've got mid-tier companies that are mostly focused on IT um, that really aren't experts and deep in the security space from guiding and building programs. It's easy. I don't say it's easy, but it's it's a lot more straightforward to say, here's a widget, buy the widget, it does all the things. And that's all you focus on. When I'm a CISO at a company, I am not buying products to just solve problems. I'm building a cybersecurity program that I have to govern, that I have to talk about, I have to report on, I have to see accomplishments within. Technology is one of those aspects. Hiring people is another aspect. Building out the right processes is the third. And it's it's a it's a multi-leg stool, uh, you know, to to be able to do this. Um, I think a lot of folks focus on the tech. Um, and while it's good and we've built tech for good reasons, it's not the whole story. So, you know, when I see the comp- competitive landscape, a lot of people are mostly focusing on just the tech, right? Or they're just doing an assessment and then they don't stay. No, the, the depth and the competition to build and lead a program for clients over the long term, which is where side channel really shines. Um, that's what's led to a tremendous amount of growth for us. We've seen an increase in our revenue in the last 10, shows in the last 10K. You know, in 2021, we posted 2.8 million. And in 2022, we posted 4.8. Um, in February, we'll post our uh, our 10Q. And you'll, uh, you'll see this rise um, and growth um, as is indicated by, you know, we're hiring more folks on our sales team. We're hiring more CISOs for delivery. We're developing new services because that's what customers want. And 
to the product question and the accomplishment in 2022, the reason that product was created was because we have a very captive client base. We, have, we are in there leading their security program. So we're very aware of what problems that they have. And we can look across our entire client portfolio and see where are their systemic gaps across all of them and why are they there? And Enclave was created and launched because asset inventory and segmentation of your networks is actually one of the top controls across most cybersecurity frameworks and standards. And it's the one that's rarely done because it's difficult, it's usually expensive, and it's kind of unsexy. Like everybody likes the whole endpoint detection, seeing the hackers, you know, killing the hackers on the wire, and it's very Hollywood. But the things that win wars are logistics and, and baseline foundational things. And asset inventory, knowing what you have in your environment, like I can't protect what I don't know exists. So if I don't have an inventory of my environment, how can I protect everything that I'm responsible for? Mm-hmm. And if I can't segment my network um, so that, you know, the analogy I use is everyone's been very good at locking their windows and their doors on the on their house in order to get in. But now it's very easy to get into the house. How do you keep somebody from going room to room? And micro segmentation is locking and bolting the doors in between the family room and the living room and the kitchen so that you can segment and cordon off, right? Uh, an attacker, you can reduce the amount of pain and damage that somebody can do. And Enclave does that. And that we launched that because we had a client base that told us this is what they needed. We did it because we knew that the, the top controls to be addressed inside of all cyber security standards um, that are out there and frameworks that companies follow are are saying this is this is one of the top controls. And then the products that are available in the marketplace are predominantly built for just the enterprise, which means the mid-market can't afford the solution that everyone's saying they should be going for and we're seeing people need. So we've built uh, micro-segmentation. It's the pathway to zero trust through Enclave. And it does delivered through software-defined networking. So there's no need to buy hardware. You can, de- you can define everything inside of a policy, inside of a cloud-based application, deploy to all the devices you you have, even AWS or Azure and cloud instances, and really be able to manage the security posture and the segmentation from there. It's, it's just a good security tool as it is for an IT team. So it's really multifaceted and we're very excited about its, um, its position and where we're going to take it within the market. Outstanding. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the future. As you look forward into 2023, what do you see as some of the goals, operational goals you'd like to see your company achieve? Well, I think our uh, the, the creation of, of more of these products that we see, um, I don't think this is, this, this is the end of our development and our product, uh, product development and our roadmap. What you'll see is a, an evolving capabilities within Enclave. And then you'll see um, other products that we're seeing, again, a systemic gap across clients that they can't find the right products and whether it's because it's for usability or financials. So we will continue to look at those opportunities and build those products for the mid-market. Um, you'll also see uh, you know, our M&A strategy start to um, evolve and develop. And what I like to do is you know, when I talk to partners right now, I, we talk about our ability to lead as a VC. So bring in the team of engineers and architects to deliver and execute within the program, manage the program. Um, and we rely a lot on partners today for things that we don't do. 
And I think what you'll see is our ability to start bringing those underneath uh, our own umbrella as side channel. So areas that we traditionally went to, um, you know, partners for, we will, we will either be able to build those capabilities ourselves, or we will acquire those capabilities from those partners um, or other, you know, other resources and bring those in. And the reason for that is, you know, we have a lot of clients, many, many clients that are saying, look, I, I love working with you. You're here as if you're my full-time CISO, you're, you're running my program. I would expect my CISO to kind of manage all of these vendors and these capabilities themselves. Anyway, like this is your program, right? This is what the fortune 500 do. This is what they expect out of that chief information security officer. You own the budget, you manage the relationships, you execute, you report to leadership about what's going on. And side channel is basically fitting that service. We, we are becoming cybersecurity as a service for companies. And, you know, for us to be able to have all those capabilities now to deliver, it gives our clients really one, one stop shop to be able to have all of these uh, functions available. And we're not coming at it from a value added reseller or a VAR standpoint. It's, it's very interesting. We see the trust with our team at our clients actually increase over time because of the role that they have within the executive team of that company, the trust that they have from the legal team, the audit team, the board. I mean, we're briefing our client's board on their current security posture. Technically, we're a third-party vendor, but we're trusted that much that we are talking to the investors, maybe the PE team behind the company, or definitely the board and the leadership about what to do. We're also in front of our customers' customers and telling them about the security posture because they are asking about it. It's a very real thing. It's increasing now more and more. People want to make sure that the other companies that they're working with are secure. So we're well-primed and positioned to be able to articulate that and manage that narrative to our customers' customers. Um, so it's it's very exciting. It's a niche. It's an area that is is growing. And to date, I can't say I've seen really anybody else doing what we're doing, which is kind of fun. Um, but we see a lot of other folks out there trying to do things similar, and we're beating them on um, capabilities. We're beating them on value. And so it tells me that there is you know an expanding need for this. We're not the only game in town. But it also tells me that we're doing it the way that clients are looking for, not just reselling a product or reselling some service out there. We're really bringing a lot of value to our clients for them to recognize. Well, there's a great opportunity to meet with this company. Here's the headline side channel announces investor day for February 15th, 2023. The dateline on that press release, so you can pull it up yourself, is January 19th, 2023. Use that ticker symbol. The company's traded on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol SDCH. On this investor day, you will be able to, it's virtual, right? Brian, tell us a little bit about this. It's going to be you and the CFO, Ryan Polk. It, it is actually, we're going to be doing a hybrid. If you're a shareholder, uh, we will actually be near our headquarters at a, uh, uh, a conference facility that we've, uh, we've set up, but we will be broadcasting. This will be uh, available online. And we do really, we're really looking forward to folks who want to learn more about the company, talk to, listen to us, talk about really the objectives, what we've done, our successes, our plans, we really want to see people, you know, write in some questions. We'd love to get some questions that we can be able to answer. We're, we're curious about what investors, potential investors are wondering about what we're doing. And please sign up and, and listen to us talk about what we're going to be doing uh, in February. So we, we really look forward to it. Thank you. 
All right. Outstanding. Well, if you go a little bit further back on that press wire, December 20th, 2022, Side Channel reports annual results for 2022 and revenue increased 71% over 2021. Well, once again, we are speaking to the chief executive officer of Side Channel, and that is Brian Hoagley. Brian, thank you so much for your time today, your insight into not only your exciting young company, but this ever-growing and burgeoning industry as well. We appreciate your time, and we wish you best of luck in all things for you, your company here in 2023 and well beyond. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the day, and look forward to speaking to you again. Absolutely. Look forward to talking with you in the near future. For Brian Hoagley, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell B2B and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list an in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the investor brand network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at investorbrandnetwork.com.